Hey guys, and welcome back to the FPL Juice Show daily podcast. It's me, Nick, with you today, giving you all the latest news from the FPL community and also a little bit of season preview. So, big news in the community today is that we saw the uh, the launch of the community tournament. So everyone's uh, prices has been released and us managers, uh, of which we're proud to be one in, in Greyhead's uh, tournament, are absolutely thrilled uh, to be a team manager this year amongst uh, 48 others. And we're out there trying to build our 15 manager squads and I'm uh, recruiting at the minute. So guys, if you are signed up to the game already, um, well, if you're not, head over to Greyhead's tweets and you'll see there you'll be able to jump on and uh, get involved in a tournament where basically you can become part of a wider team of 15 managers all on the same side against 48 other teams, if you will. So we've already recruited some players. We're still looking. So if you think you're going to have an absolutely incredible season and want to be part of the journey, make yourself be known. Drop us a DM on FPL Juice and we'll be happy to uh, check out your credentials and see if we can get you involved. Uh, But we're in it for the fun time. So do not uh, feel you have to be too professional because, as you know, at FPL Juice, we're always a bit of the underdogs. So enough about that. What I want to talk to you today is about Crystal Palace. So, right, where do we start? At the back every time. Palace goalkeepers. If I'd have said to you a couple of years ago, Crystal Palace will have two of England international goalkeepers, you'd have thought I'm nuts. But that's exactly the situation we find ourselves in at the moment. They've not only got Guaita, who's been one of the best, most consistent goalkeepers in that budget price range for the last few seasons. They've also got Sam Johnstone now, who's signed on a free from West Brom, obviously very highly thought of and has performed fantastically well during his time when he has uh, had the opportunity to play. They've also got Jack Butland as well. Obviously, massive things were expected of him. At the moment, as it stands, all four of them are £4.5 million goalkeepers. Now... Greta, obviously, as we know, was the number one choice uh, for goal last year. Having signed Johnstone, will that change? I don't know. I think he may still be back up. He was looking at a move to Tottenham at one point. He was rumoured to be going there as a backup for Lloris. But of course, now Fraser Forster is that role. So maybe he was always happy being a number two. And Guaita obviously is not getting any younger. So maybe there's a long-term plan there. However, at the moment, I do expect Guaita to remain number one. But who knows? We'll keep an eye on that in the uh, pre-season games. Now, they conceded less goals than West Ham, Man United and Arsenal last year. So they were very, very consistent. Vieira's got that team well drilled. And you have to say, after Roy Hodgson left, Vieira has really got that team going. So one thing that people weren't sure of, obviously, is Roy Hodgson was able to get any team very well drilled in terms of defence. But Vieira's come in, he's kept that, and he's also added a bit of flair as well. So definitely an improvement season on season with Palace that we're seeing. Um, Now, in terms of clean sheet numbers, you'll notice that Guaita actually got the joint most clean sheets for any 4.5 keeper, and that is with Robert Sanchez of Brighton, of course. Um, So he may well still be an option. It just remains to be seen whether it is... Something you're going to wait and see on. I know most people are looking at either Raya, as we all know, and possibly a few people looking at Sanchez as well, if you are looking at a £4.5 million keeper. Um, but Guaita's not to be completely disregarded. Um, the one thing I will say about 
the, the Crystal Palace team is when they start this season, they haven't got the easiest of fixtures. They're going to face Liverpool and Man City uh, in their first four fixtures. So maybe that's just something to avoid. But certainly long term, they could well be a team that we look to get assets from. Now, in defence, they haven't got one defender above the £4.5 million uh, price tag this year. So they're very, very well priced. Uh, Nathaniel Klein having a bit of a resurgence there last year as well. Good to see him, a bit of an FPL legend. And of course, uh, Gwehi, who did get the England call up, had a great season last year. However, as solid as they were, they offered very little in attacking potential. Uh, in fact, it was uh, Joachim Anderson who got four assists last year, and that was the most that any of their defenders got in terms of any attacking returns. So no goals for him, but four assists. Uh, I know Gwehi got a couple of goals and one assist. Um, but yeah, it was very, very slim pickings. So not much in the way of attacking returns. However, they were fairly solid and they may well be looking to build on that uh, this year with um, a couple of uh, signings being made, especially in defensive midfield area. Uh, big signing from Lons as well, who will surely shore up that defence and and, uh, and and keep them going. So Czech uh, Decore, I think it is, uh, is very, very well thought of defensive midfielders. So he could really add some value to that um, Palace defence. And if you're just looking for steady clean sheets for 4.5 million, um, they could well be some to consider in there. However, uh, they're not going to give you those attacking returns. Um, interestingly as well, Joe Tim Anderson did get up the most bonus points of any Palace player last year. So if you're looking for bonus value as well, then he's probably the one uh, to go for. Into midfield. Now, last season, as we know, we had Conor Gallagher on loan from Chelsea at uh, Palace and he was without doubt their best value player. He performed brilliantly as a budget midfielder um, and a lot of people did have him as a, as a bench player and got burnt several times because you just kept thinking he can't carry on with this form, but he did. So he's had a price rise to 6.0, um, but unless Palace can convince Chelsea to let him come back on season uh, on loan this season again, he's probably not going to be a player uh, in their ranks. So without him, there may be some creative loss. Um, but of course, you do have their main man, uh, Wilfred Zaha, back at 7.0 again. Uh, I can't remember the last time he was anything but 7.0 with him. But despite his best FPL returns yet last season, he still remains at that price. So last season, he got 14 goals and two assists, uh, the highest points total for him as well in FPL. So it was a fantastic season. He did go somewhat under the radar as well, interestingly. Um, but if you're looking for a bit of value, like I say, once those first four games are out of the way, um, they could well be valuing getting Wilfred Zaha in your team, especially at 7.0. There's not a lot of people have priced around that mark. So he does offer excellent value, especially with Bernardo Silva seemingly going as well. There's not hardly any players priced at 7.0. You either have to go much less as a budget midfielder um, or you have to spend that extra half or one million to get the real sort of premium assets. But Zaha has got it in him. He's capable and he's consistent as well. Um, the other midfield options, I suppose, is you've got uh, Eberichi Eze, who, after a really promising 2021 season, uh, he sadly came in last year with just one goal and one assist in only 600 minutes. So he's five and a half. 
I don't think he'll be tempting too many people. One that will probably give people a bit more hope is Michael Elise. So again, another incredible uh, young talent signed up from the championship uh, a couple of seasons ago. So now last year, he was five and a half million. Uh, he got two goals and six assists in just over 1100 minutes last year. Um, will he continue to impress or is he going to regress like Eze did? So it's going to be an interesting one to watch. I certainly hope at five and a half million, he becomes a really good option for us FPL managers. I certainly think he's got it in him. And as well, if Conor Gallagher's not coming back, uh, maybe that gives him a bit more space and a bit more opportunity to work in and he could well become this year's Conor Gallagher for uh, for Palace, Michael Lise. Who knows? Might be working our way into uh, working his way into our teams in the next few months. In terms of forwards, a real, real tricky one for uh, for Palace. They've got Edward, um, Mateta, and Benteke. All three of them had moments last year, and they pretty much shared out the minutes between them in that that starting up front role. Um, and they did end up on six, five, and four goals respectively. So, uh, Odson Edouard with five, Mateta, uh, sorry, with six, Mateta with five, and Benteco with four goals. Nothing to write home about. Really, really, you know, fine if you, if you want to take a punt. We really need a good five and a half mid uh, playing striker this year as well. We've only got really Broya and Undav, depending on minutes they get and where they and where certainly where Broya ends up. Uh, if he does get a low move from Chelsea as well. Um, but other than that, there's there's no one really jumping out. So if one of these could nail down a spot, uh, any any of the three really would probably do well if they'd had an all-season, um, you know, uh, playing up front the whole, the whole season on their own for Palace. You're probably looking at them returning uh, double figures at least, kind of. Chris Wood type numbers at Burnley, you would think, um, if if bearing in mind they got four, five, and six goals in just over a thousand minutes each last year. So, interestingly, we'll be uh, we'll be keeping an eye on that because it'd be nice if one of them did step up uh, to the plate and 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 went off with a bang, and we could see what could happen. But, guys, that's pretty much it in terms of Palace. So, I guess in summary, you know, Zaha definitely, definitely worth an option after the uh, fixtures ease up. Elise could be a little punt. Um, and Joe Jim Anderson, if you fancy a little bit of a differential at 4.5 as a as a budget defender and you don't fancy getting on the Tomiyasu hype train, then perhaps he could be an option as well. But that's pretty much it in terms of what we're looking at at the moment. So, guys, thanks for joining me again today. Um, obviously, we'll be back on Tuesday with the full FPL Juice live show, and we do have the uh, juice phone now as well so anything you've got to say any voice notes any messages any at all anything you want to do even a video message pop it across to us on the fpl juice phone um, and we can uh, pick it up your messages and play them in the live show so the number for that is 07562554745 producer james keeps it by his bedside every night so if you do want to wake him up, make sure you're doing it at least after midnight, ideally between 2 to 3 a.m. Really, really drag him out of that deep uh, that deep sleep. Ruin his night. That's what we want. All good, guys. Right. I'll let Ash catch up with you tomorrow with all the latest uh, from the weekend's news and another team review. Take care of yourselves and don't forget to subscribe to the show on YouTube and give us a little five-star review on Spotify if you're listening to this now. All the best, guys. Have a good one.